Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed police cars rolled like dice, Heather Ann Campbell. <laughs> I'm self-proclaimed immunoblocker bandolier, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed... <sighs> Man... Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, Matt. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, no, Matt. It happened. Oh, yeah. well, Matt. Oh, no. You watched a great show, but yeah, not not the not the happiest of. Endings, I think which we'll I got a take before we get to the end of the show. Uh-huh. A take. If you make a TV show and it's good, make it a fucking happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> what about a what about a twist ending? What about like a kind of like like, like the old end boy? Of, oh, well, I don't mean like old boy succession. Uh, or That's good too. I was I was thinking you know kind of in classic terms like the the Saint Elsewhere ending. Which is that the whole hospital, you know, everything that you've seen this medical drama that had taken place for like ten seasons had all taken place inside a snow globe. So I I love twists. Mm. Uh, I don't know that the twist ending has the same punch that it used to have. I think now it's like a twist third act. Like the third act, sort mm. of like you sort of learn that everything's a little different now, and uh, you have to sort of see the movie through that lens. I think is 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 more effective. Kind of a Park Chan Wook move. Yeah, I feel like t- television used to Speaking be of old boy. braver because mm. uh, you know that I've heard about that Saint Elsewhere ending, and then I was watching a trailer for Moonlighting, which is coming out on Hulu. Oh yeah, and uh, there was a scene that I saw uh, where it's like the 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 end of an episode and. Uh, in, in case you've never seen Moonlighting, it's a Bruce Willis, Sybil Shepherd show about a detective agency that was, uh, I think, a crazy comedy. And uh, a murderer is in the detective agency, and he's got a gun pointed at the at our heroes. And he's like, I'm going to shoot you guys. I'm going to get away with it because nobody knows it was me except you. And then you hear, cut! And a props guy comes into the frame, takes the gun... And start and they start striking the set around the actors, and the guy's like, "Wait, what? What's happening?" And the hero comes forward, puts his arm around him, and goes, "We didn't have time to finish the story this way, so I'm just going to tell you what happened. You end up escaping. You don't kill any of the guys. You write a book, and it's a tell-all, and you become a millionaire." And and I watching it, I was like, "I nothing. Nobody's doing anything on television anymore." No. Well. Yeah, so 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 it was a little bit more. I feel like disposable back then, and also a little bit. You were a little less precious with each individual episode because it was honestly most the most likely outcome for any piece of television you were making like prior to like 1990 was that it would be aired and seen one time. Like that's it. Then it would go away right. forever. Uh, it was basically like a stage show. And then, you know, and cert- some shows, if they were really successful, would be- go into syndication and they would air Star endlessly. Trek. Yeah, but but for the most part, it's like it was kind of a one and done sort of thing. And also, uh, episode- seasons were so fucking long, which was part of what provoked uh, this this recent WGA strike is seasons being cut down to, to smaller and smaller orders. But if you had like 26 episodes to work with, like you were a, an anime, um, yeah, you could have an individual episode that was just kind of like its own its own weird flourish. Yeah, it, it's it's fascinating when you when you crack into like old series and all the shit they used to do like that. They did a whole episode in iambic pentameter on that show. That rocks. This is the most I've heard about moonlighting, and I actually it sounds good. Well, so I watched the pilot, and the pilot does not hold up. Sure, but I think once it's on Hulu. I think that somebody will release a top 10 episodes of Moonlighting because it was like, I don't know, 10, 12 seasons or something. And then I'll watch those 10 and I'll be like, holy shit, this show. Because I do, like, I I know that they used to, like, 
have characters walk offset towards camera, cross in the room, and then enter the next set. Yeah. Like they would constantly be referencing that they were a show. I wish I wish Succession had done that. That would have been wild. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time Succession was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like they, <laughs> they, at the end, they're like, Kendall, are you really going to drink that? Hold on. Jeremy, are you really yeah. going to drink that? <laughs> uh, 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 fucking. Uh... <laughs> that was great, Matt. It's a, it's one of the ones that I got in the pocket. That's yeah. great. Yeah. What, one thing uh, that. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I always find interesting when I, di- when I like dig into a genre is how early it, it starts to become like self-reflective and meta. Uh-huh. Like it's like something like you were just mentioning. And I, I feel like, you know, the, like you'd see bits about like, oh, let's do a sketch about a sitcom or we'll do it, you know, ske- you know, but like sitcoms are already doing that or, and, and dramas are already doing that. They, they were already like taking the piss out of themselves as part of their own format. I just read a, an Agatha Christie book, which I'd never, I'd never read any actual Agatha Christie though. I've seen a bunch of the adaptations, but I read Murder of the Orient Express or Murder on the Orient Express. And, um, it's wild because that one keeps referencing like all this is straight out of a mystery novel. <laughs> like it just it keeps saying things like that. Or like this is like one of those American crime dramas. That's pretty good. Yeah, but like that was like you know something that was written in like the 1910s or whatever. All right. <clears throat> I also do want to point out earlier when Heather knocked her stuff over. That's how you're supposed to do it, Nick. Not. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. I find it interesting when I like deep dive in a genre, how early in its run or in its kind of, you know, creation, it starts to become self-reflective and like comment on its own tropes. You already said this. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but you've already said this part. Yeah. But she's he, he's getting back he's getting back into I was getting it. Back into so, it. Yeah, but the, I, the edit. but I, but he's already said this part. I I know we had a like a fumble and we had to like re-record it, That's but right. you know that you've already said this part. Yeah, right? I know, but I'm just it's for my own you know, momentum to kind of just it was also, restart I, the I forgot what he was saying. See, but that's what I'm trying to do. I was trying to yeah, make Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. We stopped down for oh, like- Oh, wait, I see. We stopped down for a few minutes. We stopped down for like 10 minutes. So I, now this is all in. Now this is all in. Well, I, also, Heather knocked her water bottle over and we didn't talk about it. Yeah, but it's because she did it in a way that was like normal and like- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I was re- I was retaking the Agatha Christie thing to just kind of get back into it, but now we've commented on it, and here we are. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> all that said. I do want to I do want to check out that that does make me want to revisit Moonlighting. I, Wait, I, I you saw have some. To, you can't just recap the first part and not tell them what. But that'll still be in here, right? It'll still be in. Oh, so we're gonna keep the entire first part. We have to now. We fucked up too bad. <laughs> Well, I was trying to just be meta. Yeah, I know. But just like one of these sitcoms of old. Okay. But I think the meta would have been confusing without the original context. Oh, I see. I think okay. Well, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. May you decide. It's time for you say we If you ever have any problem <laughs> with any part of the show, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Uh, I I my I remember watching some Moonlighting just because my parents watched it when I was a kid and I just didn't understand what was going on, but I knew who Bruce Willis was. Um, and then I read this book, Permanent Midnight, which got adapted into a movie starring Ben Stiller, 
uh, that was based off of this TV writer or this the TV writer Jerry Stahl had written his memoir, and he's basically like had wrote for Moonlighting, also wrote for Alf, and wrote for a bunch of eighty. I didn't know he wrote for Moonlighting. I yeah. knew he wrote for Alf, which yeah. is why the the book is so funny to me. It's insane because he was basically just like just using heroin heavily the entire time. <laughs> Jesus, and really? was just yeah, and he was just like ho- like had a horrible drug problem that he got to the other side not of. Fun- but, not funny, yeah. but funny because but, it's Alf. Because it's Alf. Yeah. The idea of someone just being like out of his mind on <laughs> on drugs, yeah. just writing like a lot of Alf. He's, he, he eats cats. Yeah. Excuse me. He eats cats. That's what he does. He's like a little, he, he, We should write it in. He eats cats. I think, and I know we have to talk about anime. Yeah. I think they could bring back ALF today, and it would be so funny. It's surprising they have not rebooted ALF, considering they're rebooting everything. Yeah. And it is just like, it, it could be a thing where like the guy who owns, because I know a lot of times with, with having worked some with, uh, with puppets and puppeteers, the rights are always really interesting in terms of who mm. owns the puppet and who owns the, you know, the voice and everything. So oh, it could man. all belong to one, that guy and maybe he's very protective of it. This but. gives me an opportunity to tell a story. Please. I, uh, my, my old sketch group, The Midnight Show, was hired to do uh, commercials a lot of the time. We'd write commercials we weren't in them often but we'd write them sometimes we'd be in them and we wrote a a commercial for a set of commercials for carfax which used to star the puppet car fox that's right and the puppet the fabric the puppet got his own trailer wow a trailer like it was in the you hate this motherfucker ain't even real They just put they just put the guy like the the puppet there in yeah in wow. and I assume that it's because at some point the puppet was possibly like damaged or sure. like you know it was close to getting damaged and they were like okay we just need a place that the puppet stays when we're not using the puppet it needs a safe room it needs its own trailer and then but it was crazy because that we'd shoot with the puppet and then they'd bring it and put it in a trailer and, and walk out and you were like it's just it's just lying in there like a corpse it's it's amazing the amount of money that's put into even like and i think people watch the car fox commercials you're like those are kind of like you know not the highest budget you know most they're a little bit of a of a jankier kind of commercial um but still there's just so much fucking money behind it not that the people actually yeah. making it see see any of it no but, um but just the actual production of it is just it, it it's opulent Car, the Car Fox, in, interestingly, has been produced uh, re- replaced by CG now. Yeah, I wonder if that CG gets its own trailer. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I, I do wonder. I Come also on. wonder if the guy, the puppet you know guy, that he doesn't. He's computer. He might. Yeah. You think he does? He might. Might get a, a CG trailer in the wow. metaverse. Oh, that's grim to think about. Isn't oh. that fucking crazy? That's where we're headed. You know what? I'm starting to think all this AI stuff ain't so good. I hope we can play as Car Fox in Fortnite. That'd be fun. They I should think- throw the general and Shaq in there. <laughs> I was going to say, put the general in, put the Car Fox in there, put the fucking Quaker Oats guy in there. Yeah. He's no longer a pacifist, by the way. He's out there fucking <laughs> taking skulls. Uh, and who's, who are the other? Uh, why isn't Tony the Tiger in there? They're missing a huge Chocula. Yeah, I mean, you could do a lot with cereal mascots or even just car insurance mascots. You could throw the Geico in there. Yeah. You could th- the Geico ge- gecko. You Put could throw Paul progress- Newman in there. Progressive just as flow. The, the dressing guy. Love to see Paul Newman as a dressing guy. <laughs> Handsome. Yeah. Forget all. Forget Cool Hand Luke or uh, you know, um, yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Just I get think, him in his dressing. Man. I think he's more famous for the dressing. He probably is, which is interesting. It's like how Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, the restaurant, is more famous yeah. than the movie now. Wait, Paul. 
Paul Newman, the dressing, is the actor? Yeah, yeah. it's Newman's own. It's oh, his. It's, it's I his thought, separate I thought thing. they were separate Wow. Things. Wow, no. It's a, it's a, that's his thing. It's, it's like the original celebrity brand. Wow. Yeah. I had no... I Isn't thought it, wild? I just thought it was like, ha, huh, that's so funny that that dressing is named just like that actor, and they kind of look the same. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm sort of thinking, I see this guy on the bottle of Newman's own, I'm thinking, this guy's so handsome, he should be in movies. <laughs> Because it's a drawing. It's not a photograph. No. no. I just thought it was like, oh, man, that must be weird. He's like not he even... was Orville Redenbacher or something. Yeah. Like he's just, that's interesting. It's not even the best dressing on the market. It's good. Okay. Uh, calm down. It, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but you're going to tell me you're not going to take Ken's instead? I like a Ken's, yeah. I like a, like a, is it Ann's or Annie's, whatever that brand is. Oh, that yeah. was real good. I, yeah. I had homemade dressing the other day. Yeah, homemade dressing Wait, is so much once, better. Once in a fucking blue moon, I'll get a homemade dressing. It was so fucking good. It's always worth the hassle, but I'm so fucking lazy that I rarely do it. But when I make like Caesar dressing from scratch, I'm like, this is so much better than what yeah. I get in a bottle. I, I had a wedge salad that my friend made. Already a home run. Uh, with homemade blue cheese dressing. Oh, wow. And, and skillet cooked bacon. Ooh. And I was like, this is what this is supposed to taste like, and it's an incredible salad. Sounds delightful. I'm going to say one more thing uh, to see how far away we can get from anime, but um, I don't eat regular bacon often. I'll often have like turkey bacon or like a chicken sausage or something. Okay. But the few times a year that I have regular bacon, it does kind of suck because I, I feel like I turn into like a meme from like the 2010s. And I'm like, bacon's the fucking best thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, right. It's so good. As long as we're daisy-chaining things together. Yeah. Uh, your Viking fact of the uh, podcast is that when uh, other cultures encountered them, they were horrified by how much bacon and pork the Vikings ate. Oh, wow. wow. They it's... ate so much that it is written about by other civilizations. I think Jim Gaffigan would have been a Viking, if that's the case. Uh, that would track. Because of how much he talked about it. Yeah, and if, if they had hot pockets, I mean. Well, then forget about yeah, it. He'd be the king. Uh, okay, look, we could talk about this all day. Yeah. In fact, I have more to add that I'm restraining myself from doing. I know. We got to get going. We got to get going here. We got to talk about some anime. Uh, folks, what we've been weebing. Oh, you, no, uh-uh. No, no, no. Just like that? Yeah, just threw it out, threw it out there kind of casually, Ash. Absolutely fucking not. I, yeah, I don't just sit around listening to you guys talk about fucking bullshit like your reverse toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Sit the fuck down. Okay, it is Ash. time for the what? What's your favorite dressing? That's it. <laughs> I don't have a favorite dressing. We don't have dressing in the world of Pokemon. We eat candy and we fight. Wow. You don't have like a vinaigrette made from like a slowpoke tail or something? The fuck are you? No. No. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, slowpoke tail reduction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to hijack my segment. This is. Sorry, Ash. The time of the show where we ask each other what we've been weaving. So, Nick. What you been weaving? Okay. What have you been weaving? Uh, thank you, Ash. And, you know, Heather was talking about Vikings on one of the tangents earlier, and I have been watching more Vinland Saga. I am uh, very much in the thick on the back end of season two, and I'm curious if Heather has, has watched any more, had a chance to watch any more as well. I don't know where I am. So I don't look at episode numbers when yeah. I'm watching, so I have no idea where I am in the show. Uh, I got to the... I'm past the second opening. Second opening. Oh, and no, second, I'm not there yeah. yet. Okay, so I, I maybe lapped you a little bit. One thing I can say without getting into spoiler country here is 
it's really I think the reason season two feels so much slower um, is because it's as much as, yeah, there's less action to kind of break up, you know, and it, that we're spending time in the farm instead of the battlefield. Uh, but it's also just like really dwelling in how depressing life was then and how crushing existence was. And like the the. Uh, you know, the the monarch that we return to, King Canute, who in the first season is kind of like this, like, you know, fragile uh, young man has like turned into this fucking um, utilitarian, uh, you know, uh, uh, monster and is like just willing to do whatever he has to maintain ex- whatever he has to to maintain and expand power. And just but he's also like extremely depressed. And so you're dealing with both people at the very bottom of the food chain, um, people who are enslaved working on farms and how awful their lives are. But then everyone in between there and then the king that himself is just like living in absolute misery. One of the things that I know from just taking the classes and, and, and reading the books and shit is that they weren't depressed. Interesting. They were like, I mean, like they they were, their lives were fucking great. They thought they were, it was just fun that they were just going around and like killing. To some degree, they thought everything was faded. Got it. So, so if you were to die in battle or whatever, it wasn't really like a thing that you could have avoided. There was no other version of the future, mm. which I think makes you a pretty terrifying warrior because like, you go in and you're like, there's no choice I can make here that's going to change how the battle goes for me. It's it's it, So they basically have adapted their value system to match our value system in Vinland Saga's representation of yeah. it. Because otherwise it's like, it might be incomprehensible to yeah. us. Which is what yeah. a lot of the cultures that encountered Vikings would say about the Vikings. They'd wow. be like, these guys are incomprehensible. <laughs> also, I learned recently that they uh, they slept sitting up. That's wild. <laughs> I can't do that. Can you sleep sitting up, Matt? No, and uh, I know that uh, you've shared your 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 storied past with um, uh, being a bad sleeper. Yeah. I've become a bad sleeper kind of recently. I wake up all the time, just in the night. Not for very long, but I'll be aware that I'm awake. So it takes a I have to be very comfortable to I've be able to I've heard asleep. that if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're up for more than a half hour, you get out of bed. I've heard this too, yeah. Yeah. Really and go why? And go read something and do something else and then go back to bed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's like that half hour, 20 minute to half hour marker I read in a, in a it was one of the things I read in a book recently. I've read other places, but it was just like talking about, yeah, that's- Hey, this guy reads. Yeah, I read. I like to read a book. Why, why not? <laughs> um, the, but like, yeah, that, that it, 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 it's the- it's just about cueing your body that like, mm. when it's time to sleep. And so I have been doing that. Like, I had trouble sleeping last night, actually, and I just got out of bed. And I, hey, you know what? I watched fucking Vinland Saga, and here we are talking about wow. it. So I guess that worked out. It you watched Vinland Saga at, like, 3 a.m.? I mean, not that late. I go to bed super early. How how early? Like, 10.30. That's not... I, I go to bed normal. at 10.30. That's normal. Okay, then I go to bed normal. I go to bed at, like, 11.30. So then what time were you, wa- were you... You w- went to sleep at 10.30, and then you went... You woke up I at twelve. I had trouble sleeping. Yeah, and I was up about midnight and put on a huh. put an episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Matt. What have you been weeping? Thank you for asking, Ash. I um, chose you. Yeah, I, I I feel I feel chosen. Um, I'll tell you what I've been weeping. I the other day, I so I I told you I caught up on Chainsaw Man. Yep. That's right. The manga. The manga, and I uh have been enjoying reading that. But I had a little time, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to see what else. Uh, yeah, 
what else uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto's been up to yeah. recently. And so there's this collection on the, Sh- the Shonen Jump app called Tatsuki Fujimoto Before Chainsaw Man. And it's a collection of like sort of one-shot stories uh, that he wrote and uh, I think illustrated. Um, and they're all, I've only read a couple of them, but so far they're all strange. <laughs> they're all very weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all very, they're all very weird. Uh, he seems like kind of like a weird guy, but uh, it's interesting to see the progression of um, how how he's improved, like how like uh, the storytelling and how the um, how the art has improved as well. Um, he, a lot of them are uh, horny in the same way that Chainsaw Man is. Great. Sure. Um, there's this one. That I read. That's uh, what is it called? It's called. Uh, I'll have to go all the way to the beginning here. What is it called? It's called. Oh, it's called Sasaki stopped a bullet, and it's about this kid who, um, this guy, somebody comes into the, a classroom with a gun to shoot the teacher, because uh, the teacher and this guy went to school together, mm-hmm. and he wanted to kill her for not. Uh, uh, giving him any attention, like romantically. Got it. So this is just like kind of a slice of life sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and but then but the student in the class is like in love with the teacher, and so mm. he like stands up to the this assailant because the teacher is like, "Don't hurt any of the students. You could do whatever you want to me." And the guy, you know, unfortunately is like, "You could have sex with. Uh, I'll I'll have sex with you or whatever." It sucks. Um, and the student that is in love with the teacher is like. Hang on! Don't fucking do that. <laughs> that sucks. Like, don't don't do that. Because uh, he's like in love with her and wants wants sure. to be with her instead. So it's not a perfect motivation. But uh, he gets up and the te- the guy shoots him and he catches the bullet in his hand and is unharmed. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it's very it's, it's it's that one was actually pretty interesting, even though I think some of it uh, didn't age uh, good. Sure. Um, but uh, it's in, it, I don't know. He seems like an interesting guy. I'd be interested to see uh, the rest of these in this collection. And there's a couple other one shots that he has. I think you read, Nick. I think you read Goodbye Erie, uh, or you mentioned it before. Yeah, I read one of them. I can't. I can't yeah. remember which one it was. Uh, what the title was. But that's sort of holding me holding me down in between uh, uh, Chainsaw Man. Uh, chapters and the thing about these they're kind of long some of them right. are like 30 pages which is like not not you, you, you can fly through that pretty quick on in a manga but uh there's another one another collection he has it's like 199 pages it's kinda, like a kinda, whole it's a whole no- novel it's a freaking full tankoban over yeah. here sheesh wow but uh I, I enjoyed uh the two of those that i read uh but that's it that's it for me wow hey heather what have you been weaving uh well just a little bit just a little bit of weaving for me. Uh, have you guys seen the trailer for Pluto? Pluto has been on my radar. I'm waiting for the manga to be released in English, and I think it like came out maybe today. But um, the manga, as of the recording, yeah. Oh shit! It was not available in English digitally. Uh, this this is by the guy who made Monster, which I think I've talked about on this show many moons ago. You've definitely talked about it at some point. Uh, because I made and I've I've invited and maybe. Maybe at some point in the future, you know, when, if we happen to be near my house, you guys can come over after a record and, uh, and you know, check out the manga library and wow. maybe, maybe read a little bit or play a video games. Wow. And I have the entire monster manga on my shelf. But this is by uh, the guy who did 
uh, monster, which is uh, Naoki Urasawa. Uh, and I, I'm so fucking hyped about Pluto. That's it. I mean, like that. I, I've only seen the trailer. Yeah, but I'm so fucking hyped about Pluto because there's an anime coming out that's an adaptation of the manga. And the manga it, was yeah. really well regarded on Netflix in October, October 26. So by the time this airs, potentially in the past, should we cover it on the show? We can talk about it. We can. We we could. We could cover it. Hmm. Um, we it, could. But seeing it made me remember that Monster is available on Netflix. There's so much fucking anime on Netflix. There that, sure is. That I'm I, every time I like stumble across it, I'm like, "Fuck, this is on Netflix. This is on Netflix." Because I'm a, I'm a sort of a Crunchyroll main, and yeah. uh, it's. By the way, Crunchyroll in Los Angeles is running Jujutsu Kaisen ads on bus stops, which feels like it's just a show. Yeah, it's a it's a big it, it's a it's a big phenomenon. I I think I said that I think it was I think I mentioned I can't remember if I mentioned it on the show I mentioned it to you but like the Denver Nuggets the who won the NBA championship last season used a Jujutsu Kaisen uh like video to like introduce their fault their new schedule. Should I be watching Jujutsu? Because like I love not like I'm not an anti shonen anime type. I love Chainsaw. I love Naruto. Uh, I think the storytelling, especially in the new season, is really effective. I mean, I'm not, you know, probably depending on how you, we talked about the movie on here, and your your reception of the movie will probably be about how you receive the series. It is MAPPA, which is, you know, the, the studio that did Chainsaw Man and that did Vinland Saga, so it, it at least looks great. Although I just read a thing that MAPPA's working conditions are apparently pretty awful. I feel like uh, I have never heard of an anime studio whose working conditions aren't awful. Yeah, they're all they're all miserable sweatshops, Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. For the thing that we love here on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and also video games. And also, True. yeah, video True. games, anime, if you like it, yeah, it was it like it was made by people who were very sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but that's it. Like I, I just wanted to shout out Pluto and how I'm excited about that and made me want to watch the monster anime and uh, I don't know, watch more. I just want to watch more anime, guys. It's what we all want to do. It's, it is. It's, it is like when I'm not doing it, it's like kind of the thing I want to be doing the most right now. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. We have the penultimate and the ultimate, the finale episodes here. Uh, and episode nine is called Humanity. Now, f- the fandom wiki says this episode is titled after the Scorpion song Humanity <laughs> from their 2007 uh, album Humanity Hour One. To me, that sounds like bullshit. Oh, yeah. shit. Did they, did they really title this after a like, Way late period Scorpion song. Scorpions, the like hair metal band from the, or not even a hair metal, but just like yeah. the, the the metal band what is from like big the hit? 70s and 80s. Winds of Change. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, there's no way. There's simply no way. That, I, that to me sounds impossible. Do you think Maybe they work backwards? True. Like, do you think they work backwards and we're like, this episode has to do with like that as like a theme kind of? And like, is there a song called Humanity and that was like the most popular one? My guess is there's another song called Humanity that's like, you know, I just looked it up. Like, for John Legend and the Roots have a song called Humanity. Mm-hmm. And that, that someone, whoever was updating the wiki, was just guessing at what the which one it was. But I, I'm guessing it's something else, or maybe even like a song that, you know, isn't doesn't come from, um, uh, you know, a, a, a American pop rock music or Western pop rock music. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, that's purportedly that's the only source I could find says that it's named after a Scorpion song from a 2007 album. 
Uh, so we anyway, this episode of Humanity opens on windmills in the Badlands. Uh, David is narrating a convoy heist. So I, I'm watching through the series for the second time. My memory was the convoy heist is like, oh, this is the final episode. But it's like a, it's like two parts that continue the same story. Yeah. And so that's why I was thinking that. Um, I really like just like there's this wide shot of like all the shitty windmills that aren't doing anything. Just like the <laughs> decaying infrastructure of like a future that failed at fight at mitigating climate change. And now it's just like this huge desert wasteland. Um, I love all that shit. Uh, Falco, uh, my guy, clocks the Arasaka convoy. He's like, we've only got a five-person team against this firepower. Uh, their their team is Kiwi, who has betrayed everyone at this point, though they don't know it. Rebecca, um, Falco, and David, and then the fifth person is unspoken, but it seems to be Lucy, and we later learn that it is. Yes. So we cut to Faraday narrating over a montage of Lucy net running uh, and talking about, you know, can David, who has this this apparent immunity uh, or this resistance to cyberware, can he actually use this prototype cyber skeleton? Uh, talks about how Lucy worked overtime to scrub his profile. That seems to support their case that he has the potential, and she was trying to protect him from them. Uh, and he knows she, Lucy, of course, knows Arasaka's workings intimately. As this is happening, Lucy is being held upside down and interrogated by Faraday and Kiwi and their thugs. It is pretty brazen to be torturing someone, uh, like, atop a rooftop pool. Like, it's just, like, out in the open, we're just going to torture somebody. Where Because it, it's just, like, this lawless, you know, whatever. Yeah, I feel like... Might Night, makes right society. Night City is not really... They're like, oh, man, look at that. That, that girl's being tortured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Uh, I, remind me, how are, are you watching the dub or the subs? Great question, yeah. Matt. So I've been alternating yeah. the episodes where I have to take a lot of notes and get a tra- like basically a, a you know a, a, a transcript of the show. I've been watching with the dub mm-hmm. um, because it's just easier to track. Uh, but I've I, the first time I watched it through, I watched it all through in subtitles. The episodes that Heather had been steering, I'd been watching subtitles. So I've been alternating this go round. I've been I've been watching the dubs. It's a great. I mean, it's a really good dub. Re- Re- yeah. Rebecca's voice actor in particular. Uh, I, ha- I I wrote the actor's name down here. Alex Cazares is is just like a really great performance. Yeah, I think yeah, she's for sure a standout. But everybody is is really really great. Yeah, you know, uh, Giancarlo Esposito has such a great uh like tenor to his voice and like is a good villain uh, that's why he's a villain all the time can we cast him as a nice guy i would love let it. him be a nice guy he's my he's my fan cast for professor x I, I i think he'd be a great professor oh my x. god yeah. i love that idea yeah i think he'd be excellent uh but i i've been enjoying the the voice acting on the show quite a yeah. bit they cast him as professor x and so what if professor x betrays the x men well like, no professor x is actually a very complicated character and he can be bad <laughs> he can be quite bad why Interesting. why because he's like a he, and there are some comics in in the X Men canon that are like, uh, where he's like more of a almost like fascist almost like wow. he's like he can sort of go the other way and uh, go the Magneto route and be too powerful or and, and you know want uh, like the mutants to take over rather than live in harmony with the people. Are you guys? I, I know we've been all over the place in this episode. It's fine. But are you pro or anti? mutant rights as in that they should have more rights than people mm-hmm. I think they should have more rights uh, and then uh, help me when I have like a, a problem <laughs> I'm ready here's the thing as soon as they as soon as we make contact with an alien race I'll I'm on their side no matter what oh one like, I, I will turn no, I will yeah. turn 
anybody else in. I don't I don't care. I will be a turncoat for the aliens for sure. Yeah. For sure. To get what? I don't know. I'll just swear fealty to them. I don't know. <laughs> More sugar rations? I don't fucking yeah, know. I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah, what yeah. this future's going to be. Yeah. If I'm lucky, yeah, I'll let them fuck me or something. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it just because we haven't all recorded in the morning together yeah. that this, this is a little loopy? Also, it should be noted... You two are in the same room, and I'm in a fucking aquarium looking in. <laughs> That's right. Because I have to. I, we're, the way it's set up, there are some studios here where um, the recording equipment is in the same room, and that's usually where we are. But we moved times, and the only room that was available was the one where uh, there's like a, a separate room. Uh, so it does feel like it feels like we're not in the same room, kind of, but we are. Yeah. It's it. Look, it's fine. This is all going great. It's all going. I'm good. very happy with. And also, I mean, I wasn't gonna say this, but I got, I had, a, I went to the dentist, and they numbed my face, and it's still unnumbing. So I feel a little like, I just feel a little strange. Everyone's a little off. Uh, it's Whoa, it's going great. What? Everyone's like just a little bit, you know, off their game today. I'm just because I'm a little loose doesn't mean I'm off just, my you know, game. I would actually argue that because I'm overcompensating for the numbness in my face, I'm like so on it. Okay, you're locked in. <laughs> Heather, Heather's also I locked I might in. even stand uh-uh. up. No, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm the one who's loopy. Uh, Faraday is squeezing Kiwi even harder as this is going. They're talking about having the perfect plan for using David as a bargaining chip and is like, Arasaka's going to be on board too for this. And we figure out as this is happening, I mean, it's it's like, it's structured in a way where like some of these are flashbacks, some of these are contemporary. David is narrating over what the plan is yeah. um, as the plan is being executed. Again, they, they've messed with this structure a lot, but it's just really efficient uh, and uh, doesn't waste any time. So we flash back to David. He's meeting with Falco and Becca and Kiwi, and it's clear that this convoy job that they are in the middle of, midst of executing as the episode begins uh, was all a setup from the beginning. So we're back to the heist. Faraday, a setup from Faraday. Faraday has like brought this to them, and then they're, they're all going to get uh, you know fucked as a result. So back to the heist. Faraday, Faraday bought, brought in a decoy crew of meathead dipshits. I love these guys. Just these big dumb guys with cyberware and guns. Yeah, absolutely. Just it, it just rocks. Just that there there would be just like these big idiots with big trucks and like fucking you know like the the fucking uh, power shotguns and and whatever they could get their hands on just like going into blast and get get wrecked. They're doing they're, those guys are like my build. Just like pick up whatever whatever's <laughs> around. Just like, I'll use this. <laughs> Uh, there's another thing here which I, I have in my notes, which is just Trigger has figured out so many ways to animate a head exploding because there's so many fucking <laughs> headshots here and it's all just full on decapitation. But they they figured out so many different angles on it. There's like like just portions of a jaw will remain or yeah. just like spine will be sticking out. Uh-huh. It's always like a little bit pretty good twisted each time. It is yeah. It's consistently so nasty. It's so fucking <laughs> gross. Watching watching this show has made me focus my build in the game to just be body and reflexes Mm. so I can equip shotguns and the Sandivistan. Yeah, you can get that was a thing. Like you, you, because I and I, I must have, I must have clocked this the first time I was playing through the game. But it's like hitting me more now that you can, like, one of some of the cyberware you can get from the Ripper dock is the Sandivistan. And I was like, "Mm, I don't want to install that. I'll maybe go (laughs) Cyber Psycho. (laughs) I, I want it. 
Yeah. I want it, and I actually I want it in real life. I'm yeah. I'm also using like a, I'm doing. We don't want to talk about. No need to talk about the game too much. But I, I am <laughs> I am like doing a katana character. And I was like, hmm. I guess slowing time probably would be really useful because I could get that's up close the gateway melee. drug right there. Yeah, I'm like yeah. Do don't don't even get me started. No, I, I can't talk about this. Uh, okay, so the decoy crew <laughs> succeeds at splitting the convoy, and they just get like the front of the you know the primary part of their Osaka convoy deviate them towards David. Um, David's like, let's roll. We flash back again to David. He's struggling in their Badlands hideout, and Rebecca's helping him up. He's clearly like just ODing on immunoblockers and like slowly losing his mind and going into cyberpsychosis. Yeah. Uh, David asks for Rebecca for a favor. It's like I can't ask anyone but you. And so we're back at the heist, and Rebecca and David, they blow away one car in the divided convoy. Um, Rebecca's trying to tell him not to use the San Devastan, but David's, anytime you tell him not to use it, he's going to use that yeah, thing. Yeah, like, like at the end of the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, I won't do it. And then in reality, he's like, I'm going to use it so many extra times. <laughs> and then you, and then you're like there, and you're like, ah, it was kind of cool that he used it. Like he did just like fuck up that it van is really cool. bad. Yeah, I get why he wants to use it. Yeah. So he so now there's just the one remaining truck. Um, David gets up on the uh, on onto the top, uh, uses the Sandeva stand again, and sees it's on driverless autopilot. So we're back at headquarters. Faraday and Kate from Arasaka, um, and the other guy Douglas. I love that the Arasaka like counter, you know, espionage, whatever their counterintelligence team is just called. They're named Kate and Douglas. Yeah, this is sort of normal. <laughs> yeah. On the other team, yeah, you have you have somebody like Faraday, which is I guess you know like yeah. a last name, but then like a guy named Falco is just part of it. And you're just like, yeah, Falco. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kate and Douglas, yeah. like the the leads of a Chuck Lorre sitcom. <laughs> um, so they say, so Militech is alerted. The plan is going perfectly. Like everything is going according to Faraday's plan. He's such a fucking asshole who talks in chess metaphors. That to me is like the sh the biggest shorthand for just like a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, mm, the pawns are on the board. It's like, shut the fuck up. Just be bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, like, we already know you're bad. Shut the fuck up. Mm, I have castled my rook and my bishops are position, man. Yeah. Kiss my ass. But that to me is also like a signifier that you're bad, but you're also, you're too busy thinking about that yeah. to actually uh, be good at what you're doing. Right. I, don't, I don't mind it in anime when a teenage boy talks like that. Yeah. Like if it's like, uh, Kira in Death Note, or if it's um, Lelouch of the Rebellion. Like, I like it when, like, a teenage boy is like, they don't see what I see, and I'm five steps ahead of them. Yeah. Checkmate. Yeah. Like, that's great. But when that guy grows up and becomes Faraday, you're like, oh, man, you've had a lot of time to come up with different <laughs> yeah. metaphors, man. Yes. Do you think he can see out of all of those little eyes? Yes. Right? Yeah. 100%. I think so because of something that happens in the final episode. Oh, okay. So oh. they're they're we're back in the Badlands. The there's the one truck left from the Arsaka convoy. David's on top of it. He's bleeding from his nose. He's just fucking falling apart. It's so it's such a bummer. Uh they're going to Thelma and Louise it into the canyon and so David tells Falco like blast the harpoon. The harpoon hits it. Uh the Sandevastan gets flipped and or he, he used the Sandevastan rather to uh, to uh, flip the truck. And then attach the harpoon, and then whips it around a boulder, and then both both vehicles flip. It's it's kind of a complicated uh, thing to describe, uh, but the the ultimate thing is that the Arsaka big wig, big rig careens off the cliff, uh, tilts ninety degrees, and it's balancing on its nose. 
So as this is happening at Arasaka, an Arasaka executive AV lands on the pool roof to retrieve Lucy. Uh, Faraday is pointing out all the trouble they went to just for her. And then at the canyon, Falco is like really suspicious about everything that's happening. He's like, yeah, this is so wide mm-hmm. open. This vehicle's driverless. I-, I love that he has like a very rational explanation of how this might be a trap. And then Rebecca calls him a little bitch. He's like, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up, you little bitch. <laughs> And she tries to like kick his head off. Um, anyway, Militech is now in force. They bring out a they, they like it was in fact a trap. They bring out a fucking Clone War ground force of just all these vehicles and all these these infantry. Uh, Kiwi got the Arasaka van open. That's right, Kiwi's still with them at this point. Kiwi gets the Arasaka van open as it's turned on its end. They climb in the back. The back is facing the sky, so again, it's it's tilted upward. It's uh, Lost World choreography. Very Lost Worldy, yeah. Uh, Kiwi Jurassic is- Park. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Okay, yeah. Uh, Kiwi is like, everything here is military grade, like David Sendevistan, and then Lucy is restrained in the transport. Um, this is the other transport uh, that's the the AV, uh, and Faraday jacks into her and calls David. Oh, don't say it like that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's what they say in the, that's that's like the term, right? You come to like a terminal in the game and you've got like, you jack into it. <laughs> Yeah, but you jack into a terminal. You don't jack into her. Okay, sorry. He <laughs> he hacks into her. He connects. Oh my god! <laughs> Whatever it is. He, Since when do you call it hacking? He uses like a plug, and he's like that. He I'm, stuffs her with it. Yeah. No. <laughs> so David is is being called with um a spoof version of Lucy's voice. I believe that's what's happening. And David Shocked is, that this doesn't happen in the world of cyberpunk constantly. Yeah, one hundred percent. And David is told to use the cyberskeleton if he wants to survive. Gets a David, I believe in you. And David is suspicious, but he complies anyway. As is happening, Lucy is sitting in a very fan servicey, or I'm sorry, Rebecca rather is sitting in a very fan servicey uh, butterfly pose. Um, and uh, David says he doesn't see any options. Rebecca's like, "Are you fucking nuts?" It's just a general David should have listened to everybody, like throughout the whole series. Just everyone is telling him not to do things, and he keeps yeah. doing things that, that uh, you know, there, up there, his risk factor. There are also so many off-ramps from his highway. 100%. Like, he is fucking rich as fuck in a penthouse with the girl of his dreams. They have enough money to go to the moon, and he doesn't go like, all right, I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. done. I got my Super Bowl ring. I'm done. But, like... You would never. You just would never do that. Yeah, like I would. You, well, yeah, you you'd say that, but then you're no, sort I of fucking used would. to the, I would the routine of it all. No, you know, no, the, I the would sort of get one last score mentality. No, you know? I would never have one last yeah. score. Well, I don't know. I think you would. I'd be like, oh, I had my last score. I would have been killed immediately. In the first <laughs> <mission>. <laughs> you'd be the one with the the wall trap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so David plants himself down into the rig. He begins the cyberskeleton install process. It like hooks into his flesh. It looks super painful. Um, he's like crying out in pain. Uh, on the surface, Falco is again- Or as you put it, jerking out in pain. Jerking out in pain. <laughs> Falco sees that Militech is just sitting there with her massive force. Uh, Kiwi short circuits Falco and pieces out, says, my job is done. Uh, inside the transport, Lucy whips out her mono wire and decapitates the guards restraining her, which looks awesome. Yeah. She's just like, you know, I, I love that mono wire. Maybe it's another piece of cyberware I'll get in the game. Anyway, Lucy jumps out of the transport and calls David and warns David not to do it, not to install a thing. It was all Faraday, you know, that wasn't actually her. Um, Faraday jumps out and is like, do you think we really didn't have a, a fail safe blast, Lucy? Faraday, Faraday calls David uh, and 
again, he's like, you have to install a cyberskeleton, use it to escape, and use it to save the crew. This is a test to see if you really are that dude. Um, and David has no other way to save his crew, and he's already going cyber psycho installing it, and his cyberware capacity jumps to 100%, which is not ideal. So, David says he's going to rescue Lucy. Faraday double-crossed his crew, tells that to everyone. Rebecca is like, holy shit. Uh, and then Falco falls through the back of the cab and lands Rebecca's lap and says, Kiwi betrayed them. Everyone's pissed off. Everyone's going nuts. Militech starts their attack. And then David hops out. He's got this fucking Avatar-style mech, um, you know, with his torso kind of exposed as he- Kiwi narrates. And they're looking on the... Uh, they're 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 looking on a tablet as this is happening. Yeah, it's it's like all of the cyberware upgrades up till now, and unless you're talking about Adam Smasher, have basically made you closer and closer to RoboCop. Right. He now looks more like Ed Two Hundred Nine. Yes. He's like big. Yeah, he's a big. He's dude. a big dude now. He's got robot. He is mostly a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's huge, and he goes around. He fucks up everyone. He's using the Sandeva stand on top of this, so he's just like destroying tanks, APCs, gunships, infantry, but he's also, like, bleeding, and his brain is, like, you know, uh, fucking, con- like, collapsing, um, and he's loaded up with immunoblockers. He's he's like a factory farm cow. He's just, like, got chemicals, pus- uh, like, pumped into him, and is just, like, exerting himself as much as possible. Yeah, it, it's the, the action of, like, reloading a gun, except it's syringes shoved into his shoulders, they inject him, and then snap out like empty clips that it's nasty that wouldn't be worth it to me i would not want to do that it just doesn't seem uh it's a even for that cost fallacy he does have a gun though that or or a a skill a power that i that i'm like oof that's an attractive power and it's the circle of gravity crush spot that one is awesome that is good and he uses it to fuck it's so good especially the next episode but yeah he fucks up everything he just burst the shit out of a bunch of different like gigantic machines um the entire cavalry is the militech cavalry is just completely fucked and on fire uh falco and rebecca come out of the truck and david says like let's go we're gonna go get faraday and we're gonna get our revenge and we're gonna rescue lucy and as the episode ends rebecca says into the fire that's episode nine that's humanity uh anything i missed on that no man that was great uh what what an episode what a uh what a part one Let's say, yeah. Right? Well, that that leads or a us part right, nine. In, right or into part nine. yeah. Red, that's a, actually part nine is better. Yeah, it's actually nine. it's a part nine. <laughs> uh, so we're going right into part two or part ten, if you if you will. Episode ten, my moon, my man, named for a Feist song. I'm not familiar with Feist. Anyone know Feist? I don't know any music. Yeah, I I am. Feist had like a, a radio hit that is escaping me now. It wasn't this, uh, but I remember liking that song and. Um, that's all I got for you. I only know one song. What's that? Happy L- birthday? No, Lightning Crashes. Mm. What song is that? You don't know the song Lightning Crashes? I don't think so. You should look it up. All right, Matt's looking up Lightning Crashes. Is it just the sound of lightning? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we start with a shot of the of a wrecked basilisk in the desert. Um, the the giant uh, vehicle, military vehicle, has been wrecked. There's just a pile of organs in a uniform, uh, and so <laughs> it's nasty. So fucking good. There are so many shots in this episode where, like, 
David does something like he'll fire a gun through a roof of a car and blood will explode out of all the windshields. It's really, it's really, really cool. And it's just, it's just so imaginative in terms of how they're staging all of this bloody action and keeping it from just being, you know, monotonous and samey. So basically what's happened is that David had, David got his ass tricked. Uh, and you know he's has to have, have the cyber skeleton, but now he does have the cyber skeleton, and he's like, I can go rescue Lucy. Uh, but of course, he's going even more cyber psycho, and he's almost like out of immunos uh, immunosuppressants. He's got like these these ones that he got from the Ripper Doc uh, that they you know the flash back. He's telling him he's eventually going to go over the edge, um, but he's you know just doing everything he can right now to 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 stay. Um, uh, you know, kind of like focused and and present, but his his supply is dwindling. You're getting also uh, an idea of what it feels like to go cyber psycho, mm-hmm. which we've seen before in the episode with Maine. But it's like you're living in memories. Yes, one hundred percent. It's not. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm so angry. It's like you're talking to your mom. It's very dreamlike. It's just like I'm having a conversation with Heather, but that turns into a conversation I'm having with my fifth grade teacher. It, it that that was a similar scenario. Speaking of uh like like sort of a sad montage of like memories and thoughts, mm-hmm. Matt looks very upset by the song that he's playing in the booth. Oh I'm not I'm not playing a song. Oh okay. I thought you were listening to lightning crash. No 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 I see that it's by the band live and I will uh I'll check this out. Uh but it now I know that I should be prepared. It's just it's just a song that exists, and I thought it was a funny thing to just reference as the only song that I ever ever knew. I bet if I hear it, I would know what it is. But we just should play. We just play a clip of it here on the pod in this disorganized, uh, loosey goosey, talking around a bunch of different ideas episode of the show as we go cyber psycho. Uh, so David's going cyber psycho. <laughs> Matt is pulling up this song. Rebecca and Falco are heading with to Arasaka Tower with David. Um, and, uh, you know, Falco, I, li- I like when he gets his moment to fuck shit up. He spears the two Militech guards with a harpoon. Oof, that that's ripped. Great. That was so Fucking tight. It's a really, really I great love piece Falco. of action. Falco's the best. Uh, so Kiwi is trying to get out of the city because she's like a peace out. She's riding on her bike. Um, but... You know, when she, but Faraday is like, you know, fuck you. You never can escape from this. You need to, you want to get paid. You have to see me in person. Absolutely would have kept riding my bike. Me too. I would have been like, like, I would have been like, oh, 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 you're angry at me? Then I know how this is going to go and I'm not going to go get my money. Uh, But when she, you know, go, and of course, when she goes to see him, she gets fucking shot uh, and she is facing some regrets. So she's calling Falco, calling Rebecca and is like, look. I betrayed you. They're like, yeah, you, you fuck you. But she's like, here's the coordinates of Faraday's AV. You can use this to track them, to track Lucy. Um, and uh, also is like just talking about, she had, Kiwi had also relayed to Faraday uh, just how bad David's cyberpsychosis was going. So Faraday has like his little uh, cronies that go after um uh, Kiwi, Kiwi like head pops one of them with a hack, which I didn't know you can do that. You can can you head pop a guy with a with a quick maybe, hack? I maybe guess you if can. you if you use uh, a hack so much, like because you can overload. Yeah. So maybe it's like if you overload somebody so much that their their shit explodes their mm. head. There's a maybe. 
even a show as violent as The Sopranos, like when they kill off a major character, a lot of times that will be kind of like, you know, either maybe an, a, a more dignified death, you know, or, yeah. or like, like, you know, maybe it'll be someone will be just shot off camera and you'll get what happened. This show, you just get fucking killed. Like she gets shot like through the chest and through the head and everything. Yeah. And not that she's like been a, a a Girl Scout throughout, but she was like a somewhat uh, like a character who had like something of a moment of redemption towards the end, but still just gets fucking murked. Ugh. The way any show, this show will just depict a major character just getting annihilated. It's just nasty, uh, and it keeps heightening from there. Yeah. Okay. So David has the flashback to hearing the meds are going to slingshot back and make him fly over the edge again. This is the Ripper doc telling him this. Um, but then as this is happening, he's in, we're in the present, and he is wrecking just car after car, <laughs> laughing maniacally the whole time. There's a moment where Rebecca is, like, l- talking to David, and David is calling her his mom. And yeah. Rebecca's, like, the the single of Rebecca's face, she just looks so pained. It's just, like, a really, a, a, just, just a lo- you know, lovely yeah. bit of animation. I like that uh, Trigger was like, let's not figure out how to blow up these cars. By the way, just stepping back mm-hmm. to the moment right before that. Uh, let's just have them tumble around. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. it's great. Yeah, the physics are just going nuts. Um, and, uh, okay, so... And 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 that is just like kind of the chase sequences are really imaginative and unique. You know, like there's a thing where he, like like the the van itself, uh, like gravity jumps onto the Arasaka truck. You know, from, from David's um cyberware, uh, and then Rebecca. This is the thing you mentioned earlier, like like blast down into the cab from the top, and everything everyone inside just explodes into a fountain of blood. Like it's just like oh, that's just like really a, like creative staging. And, and, you know, the kind of thing that, like, animation lends itself so well to, because if you yeah. tried to make that work in, like, a Fast and Furious movie, it would, like, oh, the physics don't quite work out, but here it, it all kind of sits in. And we always take Fast and Furious movies to task over the physics. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so far, no notes. <laughs> okay. It's really complicated here, but, okay, but what's happening is that the... Arasaka counterintelligence agencies are going to also double cross Faraday. So they've all been working with this du- this double crossing and so they have um this guy their their own like you know bodyguard who is the guy in Night City, Adam Smasher, uh and he's supposed to stop David and also prevent Faraday from coming back into the tower. Um first off I like that Adam is just hanging out there. He's like, we're gonna get Adam Smasher. He's yeah. like, 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 how are you gonna get him? He's like, hey, he's right over there. He's like, hey guys, hey, it's me, Adam. He's just like on a couch, uh, but he does not. He's not bothered by any of this. He does does not give a shit. He's just like the ship of Theseus of men, where every part of him has been replaced. General Grievous, another reference like that. Every single part of him has been replaced. All of his organic matter he is has now maybe a, a a mush brain, maybe a little bit of brain, but yeah, otherwise he brain. is fully a robot man, yeah, yeah. fully cyberware, and his constitution that gives him, you know, the, the inordinate resistance to it, which David also seems to have, has kept him from going cyber-psycho. Uh, okay, so, you know, again, just more nasty shit of David puking blood. Rebecca's jamming him with immunoblockers just to keep him conscious. Jacking him. <laughs> uh, he splits off from Rebecca and from Falco. Uh, they crash their car, and, you know, they get surrounded. Uh, he's got, like, one suppressant like vile left and he's on the top of the tower he's like look at mom look at me you know i'm up here we did it 
We made it to the top of Arasaka yeah, Tower. Yeah, and uh, David, that's not what she meant. And you know that. <laughs> what? I'm on top of the tower? Yeah, shut, no, you went cyber psycho, David. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Faraday's AV gets there, and he's like trying to get Lucy. He's like, I got Lucy here. Let's do this swap we talked about. But Douglas is like, no, you're not going to happen. Um, and your payment's all getting screwed up because you didn't get the, the test data on the cyber skeleton. Uh, so it, it's all like a little bit confusing here, but basically what's happening is that he's just preventing him from entering and trying to again well, do some sort of double, double cross. Yeah, Faraday has Lucy. Part of the deal was return Lucy to Arasaka. Arasaka made Lucy, as we know from our earlier episodes. Yeah. But Faraday's deal was both for the data on the cyberskeleton and for Lucy, and he has not provided the data on the cyberskeleton because David has survived, so they can't get that data. Right. But then... David shows up. He's there. And He's he, fucking in the room. He Sandeva stands around everyone and and blows up a bunch of soldiers and gets Lucy. Uh, David's trying to shoot Douglas, the guy from um, Arasaka, but then Adam Smasher intervenes, and then we get in this big-ass fight that's about to happen. The big-ass fight mm-hmm. has a turn in it, which the first time I watched his show, and I'm interested in, in, in whether this was Matt, Matt's experience, I just... At the screen went, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I screamed when I was watching it, but I was just sort of like, I felt, I don't know, I felt like the end of my watch had come. I was like, ah, huh, okay. I just felt like a lot, like it was. I don't know. I felt, I felt, I felt very strongly, but I felt I, like I went inward, kind of, which is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before that happens, yeah. David does grab Lucy and they jump out the fucking window. Yeah. Yes. He gets Lucy uh and um as this is happening, trauma team, fucking trauma team shows up as always. They're there to help out Faraday. Guns blazing. Uh and yeah, exactly. These heavily armed <laughs> paramedics. <laughs> Um, but David, like, is just like, what the fuck? It's a fucking trauma team. And then David just, uh, or Adam, rather, just gut shots him. Just shoots him in the fucking stomach. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, okay, so David uses Sandevistan to uh, kill the uh, the medical workers. And then he uh, <laughs> he gets Lucy and tries to get out of there. Uh, and then there's just, like, a bunch of, like, violent back and forth, you know, uh, fucking rockets are flying back uh, at each other. Uh, Lucy gets David out of cyberpsychosis uh, by kissing him, and we hit the callback of I really want to stay in your room that starts playing. Yeah, they're falling through the sky. His face is animated like it's vibrating all over the screen. She slowly cups his face in for a kiss, and that cue hits. And the best TikTok meme I've seen about that fucking song in the last couple of weeks is... A person being like, you know I have to do it when it comes on the radio. And it's just like a clip of somebody driving their car in uh, Night City. Yeah. The cue hits. You see him turn it up and then just drive into a wall. (laughs) (laughs) So a more conventional or sympathetic show that wanted to give something of a happier ending would have had David like shaken out of cyber psychosis for good or or just like somehow like kind of like you know 
they're going to be able to be together because of this kiss and they're reunited and he's not actually going to, you know, seal, have his fate sealed here, but that's not this show. Uh, instead, David's basically resigned to dying and is just like, all I wanted to do is get you uh, out of here. I'll help you escape night city, help you get to the moon. Uh, and as that's happening, Adam Smasher comes upon them. So, uh, there's a lot of anti-grav here. Uh, and, um, there's a thing that happens where f- with Faraday, uh, like he gets like kind of debilitated by the anti-gravity, right? And then he gets exploded. I'm trying to remember the exact sequencing here, but he gets exploded into just his eyeballs. Which is how we know that he can see out of those eyes because they are yes. full eyes. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't make any structural sense because like they're full circle eyes, but they're stacked in his head so tightly that they can't be circle eyes. Yeah, I wonder how that, how what the logistics of that are. How many eyeballs do you think you could fit in your face? I mean, he's got four, right? He got, or five? Least, yeah. He's got four, three on one side. I, I'm, I imagine they're just at different focal lengths, right? Yeah. Like there's just like sure. he's. he's just... I would want them to be. Uh, some of them are at like remote locations. Like one is like at home, and I can see what's going on there, and the Ooh. other one, uh, you know, somewhere you know, else. I bet once Apple Vision Pro comes out, you'll be able to do that. Hmm. Uh, Rebecca has a moment where she says, <laughs> where she says that, like, kind of is reluctantly saying to Lucy, like, I'm, I'm glad you're back, even though she clearly seems to have a thing for him, for David, but it's like, I'm glad to have you, glad you're back for David's sake. Uh, and then Adam Smasher's coming towards her. I do think, look, I do kind of wish Rebecca had survived because I kind of, you know, there, there's part of me that's like hoping th- there's, you there's, guys there's, will there's, be together. Yeah, that I could be with, together with her, that we could be husband and wife. Um, no, that like, I feel like there's another, there's a series that could continue from this with the remaining members of the Edge Runner squad. Mm. The problem is that there's no one left because of the direction they went in. That's also not the way Night City works. It's absolutely at all. true. But I'm just like, kind of, I'm just thinking of, of you know, again, like narrative possibilities or just a second season of this show uh but you know they're not going to do it that way and, and i think it's to their credit that they 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 dispensed with the more commercial possibilities and we're just like artistically this is the ending we want so her but her death is fucking one of the nastiest ones of the whole show mm-hmm. uh she's shooting up at adam adam smasher is going down towards her her last words are fuck you and as she says fuck you she smasher lands on her and she gets gooified and and just in case you're like, oh, maybe she made it, they do show a shot of her fucked up corpse yeah, just later. Obliterated corpse. Uh Falco goes crazy. Uh he you know, <laughs> he tries to go after Adam, but you know, he's not he, he's just a driver. He's not gonna stand a chance against the uh number one cyber uh villain of, of Night City. Um David uses his Sandevistan and he tries to get ta- attack Adam Smasher. And is this what got you, Heather? That Adam also has his own Sandevistan. What is the moment that that shocked you when Rebecca fight? died? Oh, when Rebecca's death. Mm-hmm. When Rebecca dies, death. I I I I really truly didn't see it coming. Like I had no idea that the the show was not only going to execute her, but yeah. do it in such a like a fin- like a final way. Yeah. Well, and when Nick was saying too earlier about like the way in which characters get killed on this show they don't 
they don't care how important you are to the story. They'll kill you in the worst way. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's how Night City views these lives, right? Yeah. Just like what, like fucking whatever. You know, you're all just fucking insects. Also, getting fuckable imag- meat. <laughs> imagine getting killed by somebody named Adam. I'm just like, he should have a cooler. And Adam Smasher together is good. I think he's not just Adam, though. But like, also, well, he like he's Adam Smasher. I don't know. There's like something biblical about it, at least. Like, yeah, if you're killed, if you're true. killed by Adam in fucking Evangelion, you're like, I don't know what that was, but it killed me. And it, it killed me. It makes sense. Yeah. It's um, kind of embarrassing. Do you think he knows his name is like a pun? Like that? Cause what like do you mean? <laughs> yeah, because like Adam. Atom. What? Atom. Is yeah. smashing atoms is like a nuclear I think sort of he thing? should just go full. No, A-D-A-M. <laughs> Adam. My name is Adam. Smashers because I fuck. <laughs> Smasher, I hardly know her. Okay, that's it. No, I do know them. <laughs> David's like, okay, so David's David is a little bit taken aback that Adam has a Sendevistan himself. Adam's like, it's fucking whatever. It's just what just Sendevistan. Yeah, something yeah. important. He's like, he's like, this is like a low grade upgrade. I think rudimentary is what he yeah. says. Uh, and David's like, okay, well, you know what? Your beef is with me. Keep it with me. He's like, no, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> Such a fucking, <laughs> fucking psychopath. In terms of like setting up a villain for the game where you watch the show and you're like, I got to get at this guy. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's, it's really so good. That. It's because like when you watch Street Fighter the movie, Ken and Ryu beat Bison. Mm. But if you watch Street Fighter the movie and Bison killed everybody, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> killed a bunch of different fighters you can't play in the game because they're all dead. They were in the game before, but then yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. the movie and then now they're out of the game. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, David's in dis, in dis, uh, a, a state of, of, of vulnerability. Uh, Lucy tries to hack into Smasher, but he's like, he fries her OS. He does the craziest shit to do it, because there's like a like a visual representation of her hacking into him, and it's like red lightning bolts like attacking his head, which is supposed to be conceptual. It's not like actual red lightning bolts, but Smasher is so powerful, he reaches up and grabs one of them through the fourth wall and breaks it, and she goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this dude's just OP. Uh, Falco takes Lucy. Lucy is, you know, she she got fried, so uh, Falco grabs her, puts her, uh, takes her in the vehicle, uh, starts to piece the fuck out of there. De- he's deltaing out of there. Um, Adam is trying to go after the vehicle, uh, but David uh, gra- gravities his ass, uh, and then uh, Adam, you know, goes back at him, um, just starts beating the shit out of David. Lucy's like, we got to go back, but Falco's like, no, look. David asked me earlier, the favor he asked me um, off camera was to get you uh, out of here, get you to the moon, um, and give you half of the reward money and tell you he's sorry. Uh, And so David is just getting his ass kicked by Adam Smasher, and he's laughing, uh, just laughing at this uh, situation in the face of certain death. Adam says, like, oh, you could be an interesting construct, something like this, which I think is like, oh, we could take you and turn you into something. Like, we, gives him... we could make you a uh, Johnny Silverhand, I think. That's yeah, what okay, Johnny yeah. is, yeah. is a construct. Got it. So he's like, you know, you're, you're, you're a pretty interesting kid. We could make you basically a chip. Yeah, and David gives a dingy answer and says, like, I give a shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and Adam just fucking kills him, just shoots him in, in, in the fucking brain. Uh, and then we get a little coda on the moon where Lucy is just, you know, 
enjoying her. I mean, enjoying quote unquote. She's just it, she is living on the moon. She's escaped from Night City. The dream has been achieved. Uh, she she has a little flashback to when she was spending time with David on the moon earlier in that brain dance. Um, but honestly, like the moon also looks like it sucks. It's like it is just an escape, but it's also like this is not like a fucking paradise she's found herself in. Yeah, the, this whole world. The is final that. shot is just loneliness. Yeah. Uh, the final shot is loneliness. Uh, I really want to stay in your room is playing. Uh, and then Netflix uh, immediately goes to a full screen live action One Piece splash. <laughs> I hate this fucking app. Can I just sit with this for a but, little bit? No, no, because if you're going to experience Night City, the the best way to experience it is on Netflix, which immediately advertises another show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's an awesome f- final episode. It's a bummer. It really oh, like it so definitely really hit me the first time I saw it. It is so good. Yeah, but it's so good, and it's also like I can't believe they actually did this. They yeah. actually just killed fucking everybody, uh, and. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think it's really. I I really enjoyed rewatching it. I think I liked it more on the rewatch, although I liked it a lot the first time. Matt, I'm curious because you you had this was your first time watching the back end of this yes. show and the finale in particular. Uh, what what did you think uh, as this all wrapped up? I think I said this a couple weeks ago. Um, I I think that if this show was like. I think this could be considered like a, like a prestige show if it wasn't like anime. Like if we, if, we, if people would just get at that get that out of their head, I because I think it's one of the best shows I've watched this year, and it's not from this year. I think it's 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 fantastic. Uh, I think the the storytelling was just incredible. I thought the animation was like just like on point the whole time. The voice acting was just great, and the story that they tell you is one of the great stories I've seen on TV. I think it's I think it's great, and I think that people unfortunately won't watch it because it's an animated TV show. Like some people will just like turn their nose down at that, but I think it deserves uh, all the attention and all the praise. I think it's, I think it's, it it was great. It was uh, unfortunately uh, quite sad uh, and, uh, and, and brutal, but like in a, in a way that was like earned too. Like I felt like it was such a good, like, I don't know. David knowing that he was gonna die to save Lucy was was great, and I think that's just that's just good. That's good TV, baby. There's a lot of really good art out there. If you want a sort of a, a mind canon version of the ending, mm-hmm. where you can like just Google or search on X uh, or any of the you know fantastic Japanese uh, art servers. I don't know. Is deviant art still a thing? Who knows? You can search. Cyberpunk Edge Runners happy ending, and people have redrawn the entire thing to give these guys a good ending, oh. and it's really charming and sweet, and not at all satisfying. Yeah. But it's it's charming when you see fan art where it's like I I just want to imagine them happy. Yeah, it none, is... none of that makes me feel better every time I look at it. It's like Jesus Christ, this reminds me of what a bummer it is. Yeah, because oh. it is like really. Yeah, it's like the it's the it's the worst. It it makes that would sort of make me feel bad to see. I think because it's not true. Like it's like <laughs> it's, it's, not true. it's not true. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It's like seeing a Photoshop of old JFK. Just like <laughs> okay, well, or 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 that whole like CG. Like, have you seen the Mid Journey thing where like 
they they show Jackie Onassis scooping the brains up, putting them back together, putting them in his head, and he gives a thumbs up. Jesus. <laughs> How is that the worst thing I've ever heard? <laughs> Studio Trigger's like, ah, I can't put that in the show. Yeah, yeah. Also, that doesn't exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I made that <laughs> Jigsaw's like, that's too much for me. Uh, there is a, it, in the in the game, Cyberpunk 2077, I think everyone knows this, but there is a David Martinez drink at Afterlife, wow. um, yeah. which you can get. And I also found Kiwi's Grave. And I'm Ooh. sure there's other stuff you can find, but that's what I've come across so far. I think Rebecca's apartment is also there. The one she shared yeah. with uh, Pilar is also You can get the in jacket somewhere in there, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder, I would like to drink the David Martinez, whatever it is. Let me see if I can look up the components, because I, I also- We could probably make the David Martinez. They're real drinks. There is a- uh, It's a martini. <laughs> David Martini. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's see if it, if it's what the ingredients are in the Cyberpunk wiki. Um, it is. Uh, 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 oh, this is. It's one of those ones that's impossible to make because it has uh, Nicola, which is a fictional, like you know, future cola. Oh, but we, I mean, Coke. you could get Coke. Um, it is just. <laughs> But so I guess the I guess what Nicola would be is probably like a Jolt Cola, like the most potent. Oh, that's um, fine. Yeah, because it's a. Oh, this is the Taste the Love brand. There's a lot of ads for it in game, um, but it's a. Uh, it's a, it's a soft drink that I assume is like a, like a Coke or or but with but extra potent. But it's a kind of a boring drink, honestly. It's just a shot of vodka on the rocks topped with Nicola. Hmm. I don't want it. I don't yeah, want I mean, any like more. A, like a like a. It's good. He's dead. Does anyone want a Coke and vodka? That doesn't. No, that's not a fun drink. No. Yeah, I wish they'd done something a little bit more creative. Um, but it is cool that it exists. A uh, great show, terrific show, a incredible, show. incredible Fantastic. use of the IP. Like one of the, one of the best video game adaptations ever made. Just it's just incredible. I wish I wish there was more. Not of this story. I think there's a lot of potential for the cyberpunk IP. To tell more stories within the world of 2077, and you know, in Night City, uh, and I would li- I would like to see more of that. Yeah, I wonder if there's something else in development. Maybe there has been an announcement, and I haven't seen it. But it feels like Cyberpunk colon anything else could yeah. just be another Studio Trigger series, complete new new cast of characters. You know, you'll see, you may see some um, peripheral characters. Or or some characters from the game, the uh, uh, interspersed, but it, it could be a completely new cast. And I'm, just, I'm confident they could pull off something cool. Yeah, I, I mean, especially with the success of the series and the success of the the you know reinvigorated game. Uh, it's 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 really cool. It's a great show, and if anyone who has listened along uh, who hasn't watched it and hasn't been persuaded to watch it, uh, check it out. It's, and you've just ruined it for yourself. Yeah, we've ruined it. The whole thing is spoiled, but it, it won't be as much of a gut punch. Won't be as much of a point blank uh you know fucking uh round in the stomach like Adam Sa- Adam Smasher does to David uh, yeah. when you finally get there. Ugh, David, what a guy. What a guy. What a what a what a horrible life he had. A- <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing that sucks is that like his life was bad and then it didn't get better. Yeah, it got horrible it was, like, short life. Worse. Yeah. But but you know what the thing is I think if you're living in kind of an oppressive society like the most you can hope for a lot of times is like I made things better for somebody that I care about. Yeah. And that's kind of what, on the uh, where things end up on the other side. Right. Like all of the dolphins washed up on the Brazilian shore last week because the ocean got too hot. 
but we will always remember Drew Carey buying food for the WGA during the strike. Yes. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, He's good. He is our David Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Matt and I are back talking about your reactions to Episode 7, Stronger, and Episode 8, Stay. It's time for Yuri Kuri, The Chain Reactions of Harui Suzumiya, Blue Talk, Chum Talk. Chum Talk. Chum Talk. Chum talk. Chum talk. What's up, my chum? How you doing, I, chum? I, I hope all the chums out there are just doing excellent. Yeah, unless they're freaking gonks. If they're gonks, I wish nothing but pain to you. Yeah, if they're gonks, I wish they dealt out of this fucking just, RSS feed. Yeah, just delta out. Actually, we take all kinds in the RSS. We're actually, feed. we like, we're, I think it's mostly gonks. Yeah. I, so we, we're happy to have all you gonks. Look, I'll be honest. I'm a gonk. Look, I'm a gonk too, okay? We're gonks. What do you want? What do you want? This is by gonks for gonks. Yeah. Expect. Exactly. Uh, let's, let's get into some of these reactions. All right. This first one's from John Day. Hi, John. What's up, John? Uh, John writes, not sure if anybody's mentioned this, but before he wrote the Cyberpunk 2020 tabletop RPG, Mike Pondsmith wrote... Mike Pondsmith wrote a mecha anime RPG called Mechton that was inspired by shows like Gundam and Macross. He got animated. Wow. I actually did read this because I was just like, reading about the guy, the you know Mike Pondsmith. I actually did read this detail, but I didn't do much research into what the tabletop game is. It's, it's a cool detail. I it's, I don't know like enough about this man. Um, he's a, a yeah. I don't know. I mean, certainly certainly a fan of the cyberpunk universe so yeah I, i'm a fan of his output uh but yeah he seems like an interesting dude yeah got his uh, in, look he gave us this world and that's all we didn't even deserve that <laughs> no what we deserve is this world the world that we have the world that we're in yeah, yeah and as far as i know he has nothing to do with that i yeah uh his we'll to do to with the good stuff um <laughs> so this next one is from Ivan Lahara, who last week mentioned that they put a uh, cyberpunk Jay Leno chat GBT prompt in and then didn't tell us what the prompt was. Okay, great. They commented with the prompt. Love it. Thanks, Ivan. In the world of... Okay, wait, no, let me do it. If I'm going to do it, let me do it, right? Yeah, okay. you got to do it properly. Here's something. Um, here's <laughs> something. In, in, in the world of cyberpunk 2077... You get these futuristic cars that can drive themselves, right? Well, I tried one of those auto-driving cars the other day, and it was so slow, I'm pretty sure it was still stuck in 2020 traffic. It's like, come on, buddy. Let's get with the future. Jay, come on, man. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. That's not bad. 2077, still stuck in 2020 traffic. That's pretty, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, this next one from Numlocks says, just wanted to say that all caps, Jay Leno sucks, Team Coco rules. I forgot that there's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Uh, look, no one's saying that the, the Team Coco doesn't rule. Uh, I you don't know. think that situation was handled perfectly. No. Well, I will, I understand. I got it. I'm going on a case-by-case -case basis here, and so far, the three jokes that we've discussed, that well, two of them that he didn't do, one uh -huh. that he did are all funny <laughs> um 
and you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of Jay Leno comments um, in this in this thread that we simply can't get to all of them. Um, I went to you know, I was at the Ripper Dock the other day. I said, uh, I said, I need a new arm and a new leg. He said, Well, yeah, you know what? That's gonna cast cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> that's really good. That, and that was off the dome. That's ready yeah. for that's ready for TV tonight. I think. Look, if Leno wants to return to the Tonight Show, reclaim the throne from uh, Fallon, and start to do more current material, referencing you know a very niche thing. Culture, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm ready to go. I think that's really good. Uh, here's something. I, I went to the the Ripper Dock today. I'm just about doing yours. Uh, <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went to the Ripper Dock. Uh, and I said, I think I need a new, um, a new implant for my chin. They told me I didn't have any room. <laughs> too much meat there. Too much, too much all, meat. All bone. Um, uh-oh. Okay. I lost my computer screen for a second. Now I found it. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Well, there is another one. <laughs> somebody, somebody did send in another one. <laughs> This one's from Colton FS, and Colton, Hi, Colton Colton writes, AI is unfortunately pretty good at writing Leno jokes. Here's what <laughs> I got from it. Hey, folks, here's something. Have you ever heard of the latest trend in Cyberpunk 2077? It's called hack tourism. Yeah, you know, you're a true hacker when your vacation photos are just screenshots of your favorite computer viruses. Forget about sandy beaches. Now it's all about those glitchy glitches. And the best part, you don't even need sunscreen. Just some extra firewall protection. Hmm. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's got a lot of moving parts. It's a little, maybe it's a little, wor- that, it's a little too wordy for Leno. Come on, Jay. That joke's too complicated. <laughs> what? Come on. I'm just thinking about a lot of stuff. Leno one punchline, Jay. Come on, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, this, this next one is from Daniel A. Barron. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Daniel writes, co-signing the Shin Godzilla pitch. What a picture. We gotta, look, I don't want to tease anything. This is not a tease, because it's actually not something we've talked about. This is something I'm coming up with right now. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing, like, a Godzilla month. Yeah, we could hit up a few Godzillas. I just think I'd like to, to like I'd like to know more about what what Godzilla's up to. Ah, you know he's got all sorts of things going on. Um, <laughs> when does Godzilla minus one come out uh, domestically? It's oh, that's coming out in December. Okay. Uh yeah, maybe for maybe for twenty twenty four. Maybe we ha- we co- we tackle a few Godzillas. That could be fun to do. It could be really fun. I'm trying to think of what Godzillas would be we'd cover. I mean, maybe just like the original Shin Godzilla. The American one, one because it's new. Well, I wonder if the if the American one is so fucking bad. I mean, it's just like I wonder if it would be better to do like a Godzilla versus Mothra or something like that. Yeah, um, there's got to be like I know that it, amongst Godzilla fans, there are like like peak Godzillas where they're yeah. Just you all, can find like, a bunch a bunch of different rankings. I'm trying to remember which one I did on a Godzilla podcast. Um, mm-hmm. That was years ago, but. It might have been Godzilla versus Mothra, uh, but that one was pretty good. 
We'll we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good pitch. We we the, from you, Matt. That's a good pitch. We might we might tackle a few Godzillas, but I think at minimum we'll do either a Shin Godzilla or a or a Godzilla minus one in the new year. We we we, we got to do it. Let's let's let's. I'd say let's give it a try. Um, this next one is from this one's from Patrick M. This is more of a just a question that they have here uh, that maybe we've answered in the past, but we haven't acted on. Patrick writes. Have you considered doing the arc of an anime series? Not the whole series, just a specific arc. I think that's a great idea, like for larger animes where they have like specific arcs, you know? Yeah, that's a pretty that's a good idea. I think I think we could definitely do that with, you know A Dragon yeah, Ball, any, a One any, Piece. Any number. Yeah, yeah, sure. Any number of different series. Yeah. Uh something that we'll keep in mind for sure when when we're picking what we're gonna do next. I mean, even like a like a a series that isn't as daunting, but just you know, like a Demon Slayer. If we don't want to commit to yeah doing and in, doing the entire series, which would take up pro- what half a year at this point. How many yeah. episodes are there? Demon I Slayer. Mean, I mean, there's there's enough where it would be you know months and months of content. So yeah, maybe just tackling an arc is the way to go. Yeah, good pitch. Uh, th- this next one's from Cowboy Weebop. Love that name. Cowboy Weebop writes. Cyberpunk moves the bar on violence so far, you're like, I wish I could pass away peacefully like Grandpa. You know, he had a heart attack at home, and then his hover ambulance got sideswiped by a cyber gang party bus mid-gonking a bunch of co- <laughs> a, a bunch of cops, and then the remaining top half of his body got smashed into the core of the earth by rampaging cyber psycho, and then so- someone captured a brain dance of his ma- magma death agony, and a <laughs> cyber subreddit devoted to auto-jacking to his being murked by a lava cyber psycho sprang up and his family never knew peace again also because they have shitty health insurance you know a gentle natural death <laughs> love that the world love yeah it, it seems so writing it seems so much worse yeah to live <laughs> to live in that world and that's really saying something because it's not great <laughs> great okay. here um this next one is from salami superstar What's up, Salami? What's up, Salami? The fact that David still goes to the same back alley ripper dock, but is now living in a huge penthouse apartment is very funny to me. That's some serious customer loyalty. Also, are Rebecca's new big hands, the gold hands from Pilar, just painted blue and red? I believe so, yes. Uh, the Yeah, I, I think they're the same hands. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure someone has a canonical answer on that. I, I think the... I guess you could just get big hands. Yeah, I do like her big hands. Uh, the, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's funny. That's a funny observation. Cause it's also not like this Ripper doc is like the best. He seems like he's kind of like, cause he's kind of trying to rip David off early. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, kind of like, he's kind of an asshole. So it's not like the kind of thing where it's just like, you know, the, um, Vic it's Vic, right? Who's the Ripper doc in cyberpunk? It's, it's Vic. Yeah. Vic is like, is like, oh, this is like one of the most, the, the, most decent human beings in this like reality so it makes sense that v is loyal to him uh but in this in this game or in this this series yeah it's not really the same same thing you guys kind of a piece of shit i guess you get used to your doctor or your dentist or whatever and you kind of just keep going that, to them it's so hard to like like find space in in your like in your brain yeah. To consider having like a different like a new relationship with somebody that has that is a doctor or like a dentist or something. Like it just like it takes 
so much effort because you're already sort of like, I'm used to this dentist's talk. I've been going to right. the same dentist for 17 years or whatever. Uh, and then yeah. you're no longer, they no longer take your insurance. So then you have to go somewhere else. And you're like, and I got to learn everything about this guy. Yeah, we got to do all the small talk again, which I don't mind doing, but it's just like, that's oh, a yeah, whole thing. It. Yeah, and then and then it's also like, I got to tell you everything that's wrong with me, or I have to have you tell me what's wrong with me again. Yeah. From an, like, you're like, oh, you really, uh, you got some staining on the back of your teeth there. It's like, yeah, I know. That yeah. I, this is, I know I I'm do. a human like, being. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry my, I don't have doll's teeth. <laughs> Or being told, or, or being like you know, told what's wrong with my body from a new dent, from a new doctor, and that's always like, yeah, I know. I yeah, yeah, you I wouldn't be in it. so much pain if you weren't like overweight. And you're like, yeah, huh? I'm such a fat piece of shit. Yeah, I'm just, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. God. The other like, day I went to the dentist, and uh, they were like, "Did you have fillings before?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like, I don't. Le- <laughs> I don't. I don't remember." <laughs> I don't remember anything that's wrong with me. Uh, I just get it fixed and then sort of forget about it. Uh, it must be impossible to be a doctor because you probably, or like any sort of medical professional, because you probably all, all are always dealing with people who are like actively harming their bodies. Yeah, and they the something behavioral is the reason for their ailment, and you want to just say stop doing that. But yes. I'd like to think that if I was in that position, I have a little bit of empathy of just like, look, I mean, I like I, I but I get it. Like, I understand. Like, I get, yeah. you know, like, look, maybe you should, you know, walk a little bit, but it's fucking it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Know? Life's yeah. tough. I don't fucking know. Man. I would love to be a cool doctor, not one of these narc doctors. Yeah, exactly. I just don't want to lecture. Yeah. Like, yeah, look, what are you, you going to do? It's fucking you got 10 years left anyway. Just sit on sit on the couch. Keep staying on the couch, dog. I mean, that's probably this is probably I'm, I'm talking through this now. This is probably why uh, David keeps going to Doc. Oh yeah, the same Ripper Doc, just because he's like, you know what, this guy's not at least not going to shame me. Yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> uh, he's finally like, yeah, you're getting a little too much chrome. David's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, and he's like, hey, never mind. I forget right, I said so, anything. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Not enough chrome, I say. He goes the other way. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. And this, well, this last one. This last one is from Bruce Wayne Brady. And, and Bruce Wayne Brady likes writes, Matt says he thinks about Doritos often. Moments later, he, he said he thinks about Jay Leno often. All I could think about was Jay Leno doing Doritos ads. And... I'm going to share my screen. <laughs> and we're going to watch this, this commercial. A, this is a real thing, yeah. They linked this commercial. I remember this. Here we go. Experts claim kids aren't learning. Johnson, when was the Battle of 1812? 1776? Honestly, it, pretty good. Yeah, it's a good commercial. It's it's Dave, if you if you couldn't tell from the audio, 
Leno is a teacher in a classroom and he's not playing himself. It feels like it feels like he's playing like a teacher character. Yeah. And he's like, you know, all the students only know facts about Doritos, which is like kind of as dystopian as cyberpunk itself. <laughs> just like this reality where some, where kids are just being taught about a product. Yeah. Uh, that's really unhealthy for them. It's like there's this like point in um there's this point in supersize me that's like being made that I don't think is like that good of a point cuz it's like it's weird. Yeah. Um he like goes to class and he's showing these kids all these pictures of like historical figures and then the characters from McDonald's and all the kids know the characters from McDonald's but like it's like supposed to be appalling that the kids doesn't doesn't recognize Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> this fake guy. <laughs> They're both fake guys. <laughs> uh, like, I think that's a uh <laughs> I think that's a great commercial. I think it's a great use of Leno. And I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad we watched it too. And you know what? That was from 1988 that commercial. Wow. And cut to now. Jay looks pretty good still. He's looking good. He doesn't, you know, he he he's a guy who that silver uh, hair like really works for him. It's yeah, a good look for him. So he had he had a full like he had like jet black hair in that ad, but once he started to get a little bit of gray, it, I think it only added to his character. I wonder if Jay eats Doritos today. Yeah, no doubt. You think he's he's stuffing his face with Doritos? One hundred percent. He's revving up his Model T to go over to Seven Eleven to pick up some Cool Ranch. <laughs> And he's like, this is what I'm eat for lunch today. Can't be spending all my money on food. <laughs> no, you can't touch that Tonight Show money. <laughs> uh, hit us up with your reactions to, now that we finish the show, we want to hear all of your reactions to episodes 9 and 10. And also, if you want to talk about cyberpunk, the anime holistically, any thoughts about how the game uh, integrates with the anime and vice versa, any thoughts on... If you're if you've watched this for the first time, uh, we'd like what your thoughts on the whole series, and also if you're revisiting it, honestly, any any thoughts there are are welcome as well. So yeah, thoughts on the on the finales, uh, the two part finale, uh, we're looking for those, but also any any more general thoughts as we wrap up our discussion uh, of Cyberpunk this week and wrap up your thoughts next week. And next week we're keeping things in the Cyberpunk world with the 1995 sci fi classic Ghost in the Shell. And guys, Nick, I think we got yeah. gonked. We got gonked today? We got gonked, actually. I, I'm seeing... I, I did a sort of, like, status report on the uh-huh. on the recording here, and I think we got gonked. Well, we may have gotten gonked, but you, the listener, as always, got animated. Animated.